Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Monday, August 22nd, 2022. It is so good to be back with you on Revival from the Bible today to dig into God's Word together to find life through Jesus Christ as we continue to read through the Bible. I had a great three weeks away from doing the podcast, enjoyed some time with my family, my extended family, uh, and also just some time gearing up for this year ahead. And I'm excited about all that God's going to do as we continue to read through God's Word and uh, just through our church, Compass Bible Church, Treasure Valley. I can't wait to see what God will do. I also want to give a big thank you to those that filled in for me over the last three weeks. Uh, First, the other pastors at Compass Bible Church, Treasure Valley, Charlie Matz, and Josiah Smith, and also to Cody Davidson and Jonathan Broadworth. Thank you guys for all stepping in and doing a great job and helping us as we continue to go through God's Word. And we've got to spend some great time uh, looking really, again, more at the life of King Solomon mostly while I've been gone, and also the books of Proverbs and of Ecclesiastes, and in the New Testament, really in the books of First and Second Corinthians. And you get a sense, even as these other guys step in and do this, it does take a good amount of work to make this happen over the course of a year. Six days a week reading through the whole Bible, commenting on the whole Bible, uh, and even those of you reading along. That, that puts a lot of effort into reading these passages, listening along, learning from God's Word. Why do we do this? Why do we do this podcast? But more importantly, this podcast is all about helping people get into the word. Why is that such a big deal? Why do I want people to read the Bible, even to to read the whole Bible in a year so that they can do that repetitively, even to read the Bible again and again? Why is knowing the Bible so important? Well, that's a question that we're going to see feature pretty prominently in our reading today. And I think it'll be a good chance for us even as just to be recentered as we start kind of another school year, so to speak, which will affect a lot of ministry. I think in ministry, you think of the school year and the, the ministry cycles that come with that. And also the, the calendar year, we're about to kind of start another school year of ministry. Why are we doing what we're doing? Well, one verse that'll help us see that is in our New Testament reading in 2 Corinthians 13, specifically verse 5. Uh, You've gotten a sense from 2 Corinthians that this uh, is somewhat of a contentious relationship. Uh, You see Paul clearly pouring out his heart for them, but you see this church, that there seems to be contention within this church, even some seeking to slander Paul, to tear him down. But we see Paul loving this church anyways, and I hope that's an example for all of us as we seek to serve others, that we would do so selflessly, that we'd be able to say with Paul, as he said in the last chapter, chapter 12, uh, that we will most gladly spend and be spent for the souls of other people. But here you see Paul is hoping to see them again face to face, to go, uh, to be with them. Uh, But he makes a very important comment in uh, this last chapter of the book of 2 Corinthians in verse 5, where he says, examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves, or do you not realize this about yourselves, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail to meet the test. 
One challenge he gives them is to really, as he says, examine themselves, test themselves, find out, hey, are you really a Christian or are you just playing the game? Is Jesus Christ really in you or not? And here's the thing. That's a very important thing for people to do today. People right now in the United States of America, even in Idaho, in the year 2022, need to examine themselves. They need to test themselves to see whether or not they are in the faith. I mean, especially in our cultural context where it's so easy to claim Christianity. We need this. Hey, are you a real Christian? Are you a Christian according to the Bible? And that's where the Bible comes in and is so important because I see people kind of not do well with processing a verse like this in a couple different ways. Some people just kind of ignore this verse altogether. Uh, And they think, well, you know, I I must be saved. I prayed a prayer once. I'm a Christian. And and even though there may be concerning things in their life, we're just going to ignore that because, hey, I'm saved by grace and uh, I I, I must all be good. And then on the other hand, you have people that I think take this verse and and it really becomes their life verse, their daily fixation every single day. uh, Am I really saved? Am I really saved? Uh, I don't know. I need to test myself. I need to examine myself. And, And that leads to two big problems. On the one hand, you've got people that think they are saved, but are not, right? Think of Matthew chapter seven, the people that will say, Lord, Lord, did we not do this? And did we do not, not do that? And he will say, depart from me. I never knew you, you workers of lawlessness. But then the other problem is people that are saved, but never really have a confidence that they are saved. And that's where you might look at those things and say, well, one of those problems is worse than the other. I mean, better to end up in heaven, even if you weren't sure you were going to get there, than to end up in hell when you thought you were going to end up in heaven. And I guess that's true. But here's the thing. They're still both problems. And the Bible teaches us a better way than either of those ways to live this life. There is a way to examine yourself, to test yourself, and to end up on the other side saying, yes. I'm a, I have confidence that I belong to Christ. I have confidence that Jesus Christ is in me. How do you do that? And that's where I'm here to tell you the only way you're going to be able to do that, the only way you're going to be able to navigate that test is by knowing what the Bible says. Because there is so much misinformation out there. there there's so uh, much out in our culture. There's so also we have to combat just we want to be led by our feelings. And there's so many ways we can miss on this test. There's so many ways we can get it wrong that the only way that's going to keep us on the straight and narrow path is God's word. And that's where you need this for yourself because all of you that are listening to this podcast right now, I, I want you to be in heaven. I want you to really be saved. And I want you to have a confidence that you are saved. And also, I want you to be equipped to help other people think through this because we do live in a culture where there is so much confusion about what it means to be a Christian. We need an army of people that know their Bibles and can open up their Bibles and walk people through. This is what the Bible says. This is what God says it means to be a Christian. We need that so desperately. And the only way we'll get there is if you know the Bible. 
And so if we think through, well, how does the Bible help me think through this test? Well, it helps you avoid the error of being self-deceived because you'll say, well, I've read the Bible and I remember 1 John and chapter 1 where it says, if we say we have fellowship with God, but we walk in darkness, we lie and the truth is not in us. If you've read the whole Bible, I hope you are convinced it is not possible, not possible for someone to truly be a Christian and to walk in darkness. Now, we need to dig deeper into well, what does that mean to walk in darkness, but, but that idea should be crystal clear to us from Scripture. You cannot be saved and walk in darkness. Or if you've read through the whole Bible, you're going to remember places like James 2, which say faith without works is dead. All right, even the demons believe. So just a claim of faith is not all that it's about. Works are an essential component, an evidence of that faith. And then again, you'll think of Matthew 7, where those say, Lord, Lord, and they're told to depart because they are workers of lawlessness. Or you think of Galatians 5, as it lists the works of the flesh and says, hey, those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So if you know your whole Bible, that's going to help you to respond to a lot of the error out there that basically says, yeah, you can be a Christian and just live the way you've always lived. You're going to say, no, that's not what the Bible says. But on the other hand, knowing God's word will help you just keep from just perpetually doubting and why well, I can never be sure. And I don't know. And is there enough uh, good fruit in my life? I, I can't tell because knowing God's word will also help you remember, yes, works are an important a part is an evidence of our faith, but we will always remember we are saved by faith uh, through God's grace, not as a result of our works. Works are not how we get saved, but works are an evidence of salvation in our life. And that's where I'm concerned that some of the people that can never arrive at assurance at the end of the day, they're really focusing exclusively on their works or, or too much on their works instead of remembering, hey, my hope for salvation is that Jesus Christ lived the perfect life, died in my place on the cross, and rose again. That's my hope because my works aren't enough. They'll never be enough. And that's where if you're thinking through, well, do I have enough works to show that I'm a Christian? You're not really thinking about this biblically. Uh, we see the, the complete lack of works or works contradicting our claim of faith is, is the warning that we see from the Bible. For those that are self-deceived, we don't see, hey, you know, if you don't have enough works, well, then I don't know, right? No, there's only one person that's ever done enough, and that was Jesus Christ. And so, again, I, I want you to know these verses. I want you to understand what the Bible teaches so that you can answer these questions for yourself and you can lead other people through this. So that when someone comes to you and says, I don't know if I'm really saved, you can say, hey, that's an important question. That's an important thing to think through. Let's go to the Bible. Let's see what the Bible says. So you can help other people come to a place of true salvation and confidence of their salvation. And that's my desire for everyone at our church. That's my desire for everyone listening to this podcast, that you would truly be saved and that you would know that you're saved. And the only way I think you'll, you'll get there with that real confidence is I know God's word and I know what it says about the gospel. And I'm basing my confidence, not off my feelings or what somebody told me once. I know because God says so. 
It's so important that we know what God says. And we see another illustration of the importance of following God's word in 1 Kings 13 and 14. Now, you've read now how the kingdom has split. There's a northern kingdom known as Israel, where Jeroboam is now the king. And there's a southern kingdom uh, known as Judah. And that's the kingdom that continues to be of the line of King David. And that's where Rehoboam is the king. And you know now that Jeroboam has set up these golden calves in the northern kingdom because he doesn't want people going back to Jerusalem to worship God there. Uh, And so he stoops to idolatry. And today in chapter 13, this man of God comes and confronts him and even prophesies about things that are still in the distant future of how King Josiah will destroy these altars, something that ends up happening. But then the interesting part is after this man comes and gives this prophecy, he ends up getting eaten by a lion. How does that happen? Well, it explains he gets eaten by the lion because he disobeys, because God had told him uh, not to eat bread or drink water or return by the way that he came. And and so he he leaves. But then this other prophet comes and tricks him into coming and eating with him. He tricks him into disobeying. And that's where our initial reaction might be, that seems kind of harsh. Like this other guy tricked him and now he gets eaten by a lion. But that's where uh, I think there's a clear expectation. This prophet should have known better. Uh, This prophet was given a command from God and the words of some other man should not have swayed him from that mission. And even if you look at what this trickster prophet does as he comes and he says what he says, it doesn't begin with thus says the Lord. But then later when he rebukes this man for his disobedience, he does say thus says the Lord. So again, a illustration of why it's important to know what God has said and to stick to what God has said. And I'm not trying to say, hey, you better make sure you know what God has said or you might get eaten by a lion this week. But uh, let me be clear, there will very likely be some issues of life or death importance in your life where you need to know what God has said. And the difference uh, could be incredibly important for you. And so again, another way to highlight, we need to know God's word. We need to read the Bible. God has spoken. We want to know what he has said. And that's why I'm excited to be back today and excited to continue to read through God's word. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.